Welcome to the Hospital Finance Podcast, your go-to source for information and insights that can help you stay ahead of the challenges impacting healthcare finance. And now, the host of the Hospital Finance Podcast, Michael Passanate. Hi, this is Mike Passanate, and welcome back to the award-winning Hospital Finance Podcast. Independent Medical Education, or IME, is a key reimbursement area for hospitals. However, there are things that can happen which could reduce a hospital's Medicare compensation related to IME. I'm joined today by Olga Barone-Allen and Michelle Keller-Eiler of Bessler's Revenue Cycle team to talk about IME and issues related to shadow billing. Olga and Michelle, welcome back to the show. Thank you, Mike, for inviting us. So, Olga, why don't you tell us briefly what an IME shadow bill is and why it's important to submit them to Medicare? A shadow bill is a separate bill submitted to Medicare for informational purposes while the original claim is sent to the primary payer for payment. A shadow bill is also known as no pay or information only claim. The importance of reporting shadow bill is so that Medicare can reimburse facility two additional payments. One for the uh, direct graduate medical education, also known as DGME, and one for the indirect medical education, also known as IME. DGME covers the direct fixed cost of training physicians. The payments are received via cost report settlement to each hospital based on the number and specialties of the residents it trains. IME, on the other hand, covers indirect costs that teaching hospitals incur given their broader range of services. With the Balanced Budget Act of 1997, Medicare has included these additional payments to Medicare Advantage patients who have opted out of traditional Medicare. Importantly, this additional payment and process applies also to um, not only the IPPS teaching hospital, but also to non-IPPS hospitals such as long-term care, rehab, and psych, to name a few, and non-teaching hospitals. Michelle, capturing IME shadow bills is a pretty well-established process, but we know that many still get missed, and that will only become a bigger problem as Medicare Advantage grows. Isn't that right? It sure is, Mike. As we had actually discussed uh, in one of our prior episodes on Medicare Advantage, not only are the number of available plans for beneficiaries to choose from increasing, but also the number of eligible beneficiaries is increasing with the recent change that ESRD or end-stage renal disease patients can now elect a Part C Medicare Advantage plan, where before there were very few special needs plans that they could choose from or they stayed with traditional Medicare. In the past decade, Medicare Advantage enrollment has actually doubled. Uh, In 2021, there were more than 26 million people enrolled in a Medicare Advantage plan, which accounts for about 42% of all Medicare beneficiaries. And it looks like that trend's going to continue right into 2022. We estimate on average about 5% of shadow bills are missed. With the growing number of patients enrolling in MA plans, this could result in a significant amount of missed IME revenue, as well as affecting the DGME reimbursement and cost report calculations that Olga had just mentioned. As more and more patients are opting into these Medicare Advantage plans, 
and more and more patients are starting to come back to the hospital, uh, the potential for this missed revenue continues to grow as well. Right. And even if you do drop a shadow bill, there are still requirements for specific condition codes to be on them, which could cause issues if they're missed, correct? Yes. So each MAC actually does provide guidance on the appropriate submission of the shadow bill claims processing for teaching, non-teaching, and your distinct units. We notice many are missing or have an incorrect condition code, which causes the claim to either process incorrectly or fall into an RTP category, which may get overlooked on the IME side. We see this a lot um, when we're doing our review on the distinct unit psych and rehab claims, which they are required to be submitted, um, even though they are a zero pay claim. But due to the zero pay, it's not necessarily noticed that a condition code was missed when the claim was submitted, and therefore it's not always up, which results in those days not being captured for cost report calculations. Many hospitals assume that because they have EPIC, their shadow billing process is handled, it's done. Uh, but other errors can still cause problems, for instance, issues at registration. Why don't you tell us about that? Sure. So we have noticed a trend with newer billing software implementation, specifically with a lot of Epic clients, that shadow bills are automatically dropped for Medicare Advantage claims once the primary payer pays the claim. So once the Aetna or Humana Medicare pays the primary portion, the system will automatically drop and submit the shadow bill claim. We do recommend submitting these claims simultaneously. You don't have to wait for that primary payer to pay. Um, but it is a policy that we see pretty frequently. And of course, this is a great feature to have if it's your policy to wait when the shadow bill drops automatically, it's, it's hands off. Unless, of course, the patient were to provide the wrong insurance at the time of service. Uh, perhaps they have a new MA plan and it's not provided or not updated when they come in for their visit. Or maybe the patient comes in and says, hey, I have Aetna now, and an Aetna commercial plan is selected at registration time instead of an Aetna Medicare Advantage plan or plan code. Or maybe the patient's last visit was as a result of a motor vehicle accident or an injury, and the auto insurance or workers' comp is listed as primary for that visit. But now on this new visit, the patient comes in for an unrelated visit and the primary plan is not updated or changed back to the Medicare Advantage plan. So it's incorrectly coded still as a commercial primary when it's not related to that last visit. All of these scenarios, if not corrected, could result in the shadow bill not being automatically dropped because the primary payer code is not one that would drop a shadow bill. And if it's not caught in time and corrected, and now we have to make that correction, wait for the primary payer to pay, and then submit the shadow bill claim, which for all of the Medicare IME claims is only one year from the date of service. So there's really a strict timeline that we have to follow, which just causes issues and potential for lost revenue. Another common problem that we see is that MBI numbers or your Medicare beneficiary identification numbers are not being captured at the time of registration. The patient's Medicare Advantage plan ID number is not their MBI number. With the transition from the HICN to MBI, we can no longer just hope that adding an A to the end of the patient social will work for claim submission. It doesn't work anymore. We have to have an MBI now. 
we actually spend a significant amount of time on our client files determining the patient's correct MBI and then verifying their eligibility in the Part C plan and ensuring that the correct MBI is dropped on the shadow bill so that payment isn't delayed. Thanks, Michelle. Olga, um, Bessler offers a contingency-based independent shadow billing review service. Can you tell us what the benefits of an independent shadow billing review are? Absolutely. And, uh, you know, if you take into consideration some of the uh, the uh, scenarios that Michelle mentioned, you could see that, you know, there's a lot of moving targets that we know that hospitals are stretched thin and to, to capture or, or capture all of these uh, scenarios are, are, is, is difficult. So missing, you know, shadow bills can cost hospitals hundreds of millions every year. In addition, properly submitting shadow bills is a compliance mandate for all teaching and non-teaching facilities. An independent review of a hospital's uh, shadow billing process will identify opportunities for improvement, potentially provide an immediate revenue infusion, and most importantly, ensure that a hospital is well positioned as Medicare Advantage enrollment continues to expand. Excellent summary, Olga. Olga, Michelle, thank you so much for coming by the podcast again today and talking with us about some of the pitfalls associated with IME shadow bills. This concludes today's episode of the Hospital Finance Podcast. For show notes and additional resources to help you protect and enhance revenue at your hospital, visit Bessler.com forward slash podcasts. The Hospital Finance Podcast is a production of Bessler. Smart about revenue, tenacious about results.